Welcome to Quantum Number 166, a podcast that looks at news and views and culture. Well, that, of course, is the James Bond theme tune. Why are we playing the James Bond tune? It's not just the fact that the latest film is out, it's because I've reached the number one. I was doing the, the top 10 podcasts I listen to and the number one by a mile is not a James Bond podcast, it's The Rest Is History. Uh, and The Rest Is History recently looked at James Bond. A brilliant episode, by the way. They look at so so many things. Um, I enjoyed one on the Persian Wars, uh, aspect of modern German history, uh, the Vikings and so on. Just oh, it, it, don't, Tom Holland and Dominic Sa- Sandbrook are superb. Um, here's just a wee uh, clip from that. Well-sealed windows. No other country can make such well-sealed and nice windows. This apparently was uh, Angela Merkel's answer to um, a question asked by a journalist more than a decade ago um, when the journalist asked her what she most associated with Germany uh, and that's that's the kind of detail that we expect in a column from um, the rest is history's top pundit Dominic Sandbrook who is here with me um, and Dominic you wrote this article I think just before the elections that were on Sunday that's right um, so that, Saturday yeah that will be bringing the curtain down on uh, Angela Merkel's 16 year reign as Chancellor of Germany so we thought we'd do a kind of guerrilla look at um, at not just Angela Merkel, but the entire history of post-war German democracy, um, and this is obviously a subject that 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 particularly interests you. Well, I think uh, like everybody in Britain, I was on the edge of my seat for the German federal elections. I know it's uh, something that um, it did seem to me that people in England were. Okay, last week we did a special on climate change, and right on cue, along comes Greta Thunberg, who's now no longer a wee girl. She's a big girl. She's 17, I think 18 years old. And here's her speaking at a uh, youth conference on uh, climate change, I believe, in Italy. There is no planet B. There is no planet blah. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. This is not about some expensive, politically correct, green act of bunny-hugging or blah, blah, blah. Build back better, blah, blah, blah. Green economy, blah, blah, blah. Net zero by 2050, blah, blah, blah. Net zero, blah, blah, blah. Climate neutral, blah, blah, blah. This is all we hear from our so-called leaders. Words, words that sound great, but so far has led to no action. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, well, it's uh, fine rhetoric, I guess. Um, I kind of agree with her that the, you know, net COVID zero or whatever by 2050, it's a blah, blah, the green economy, it's blah, blah. Yeah. But she has no solution. You listen to her speech and it's kind of pseudo-intellectual kids Marxism with no solutions. It's interesting, I, I... as we seem to be being led by children, we're having less of them. I mentioned this last week, and again, up popped, I think it was spiked, where I read this, 
that in Britain we now have a child crisis. A fear of having children has gripped younger people. And now there's talk of a baby shortage. Britain's birth rate is almost half what it was at its most recent historic peak in the 1960s. In England and Wales in 1964, the average number of children per woman was 2.93. In 2020, it was 1.58. In Scotland, it was 1.29. This is way below the 2.1 required for what's called the replacement level, which is needed to keep the population stable and balanced. We are not having enough children. I've just read uh, that the Chinese, I read in the paper today, that the Chinese are, th are, are considering compelling people to have children. First of all, they were compelling people to have abortions. Now they're compelling them to have children. We are living in a world where young people are scared to bring children into the world. All right, let's go for some world news and let's go to this country. I wonder if you recognize this anthem. rain continue for a thousand eight thousand generation until the pebbles grow into boulders lush with moss uh, not a lot of the anthems we listen to tend to be quite bloodthirsty um, this isn't this is over a thousand years old it's a japanese one and i love it and we're mentioning it because japan is about to get a new premier fumio kishida interesting man baseball fan uh, enjoys a drink, unlike the man he's replacing, Mr. Suga, who's teetotal. Also unlike Mr. Suga, he's anti-same-sex marriage. He's also a hawk on China. And he has said his aim all along has been and continues to be to abolish nuclear weapons. In Germany, Germany's main political parties, the German elections, uh, the SPD, the Social Democrats, look as though they're just going to be ahead. Uh, the Christian Democrats, though, could end up with the president as well, because I think it's the SPD won 25.7% of the vote, the CDU 24.1%. But what's fascinating, of course, is both of them combined, the two main parties, got just about 50%. So they're going to have to make alliance with other parties. Uh, that could take months. And Merkel will stay until that is done. But I think Germany is in trouble. I really do. And we'll maybe do a special on Germany at some point. It's very important. Another country that's in trouble is the United States. Listen to this. It was a chaotic scene at the White House yesterday. The president was meeting with Britain's Prime Minister Boris Johnson. Now, when Johnson asked if he could take a few questions from the British press, look what happened. Roll it. 
Would it, would it be okay if we just have a couple of, of questions? Just a, uh, just a, just a couple uh, of Good questions. Luck. That's that's the. That was from a press conference where uh, Joe Biden, um, sorry, Joe Biden and Boris Johnson, and the the thing that struck me about it, the two things that struck me about it. One was the idiocy of them wearing masks so they could hardly be heard and the complete virtue signalling of it because I'm sure as soon as the cameras were off, they took them off. But also the fact that Biden is not allowed to answer questions. Now, there is a serious question here. Is, is, is Biden competent? Is he capable of leading? Why is he not allowed to speak? Is he really just like a puppet? It's very worrying in the U.S. and his presidency is already in big trouble. And then a very worrying statistic from the U.S. is that it experienced its biggest one-year increase on record on murders in, in 2020. 21,500 people killed. Cities like Albuquerque, Memphis, Milwaukee, Des Moines have recorded their highest murder numbers ever. Increasing... Um, Social unrest, COVID, uh, increased gun ownership. These are all factors. But pray for America. And then Afghanistan. We did a special on Afghanistan. Let's go there. Just a small item of news from there, but uh, there is talk of Christians and others being rounded up. But one thing that's absolutely clear is is they are going back to the old Taliban rules version of Islam. For example, in the Helmand province, barbers have been banned from shaving or trimming beards. Just one more item of world news. Switzerland, where the Swiss have voted by almost two-thirds to what's called a marriage for all proposal, which isn't a marriage for all because there are groups who are not allowed to get married, but basically allowing same-sex marriage. And the Swiss Evangelical Alliance have asked that they, the church, continue to be free to go along with the teaching of Jesus about marriage, which seems perfectly reasonable. Five Live Boxing. Uh -huh. And a right hook, and now the chin of Anthony Joshua being thoroughly checked. It's only his heart that is keeping him up. And Alexander Usyk has produced a grandstand finish, leaving Anthony Joshua on the ropes as the bell sounds to conclude what was a terrific title tilt. Alexander Usyk sinks to his knees in celebration and centre ring on top of the logo because surely, surely he has just produced a performance that has seen him ascend to the unified heavyweight championship of the world. That was Ukraine's Alexander Usyk, who beat, surprisingly actually, beat Britain's Anthony Joshua. And I read an interview with him where he was talking about his orthodox faith. And he says, I began to resort to our Lord Jesus Christ. This was after an encounter with an orthodox priest and follow him. He does not follow me, but I go after him. Every day I say thanks to him for every great day lived. It's interesting how many boxers are actually professing Christians? Well, I find it interesting. 
And then we've got a disturbing development on the technology front. Now, YouTube said this Wednesday that they're going to ban the accounts of anti-vaccine activists and they're going to remove any videos which question the vaccines. Now, why is that disturbing? Because YouTube and Twitter and Facebook are meant to be platforms. They're not publishers. When they are determining what can be published, when they're... So, you know, let's say someone is spreading nonsense about vac the vaccines. Let's say they're saying the vaccines cause autism, which they don't, as far as we know. But how should they be dealt with? Well, first of all, if they're saying something that could cause other people harm, that are outright lies, they can be dealt with by the law. They shouldn't be dealt with by Facebook or Twitter. But secondly... Why are they going to stop there? What if YouTube decide, hey, wait a minute. Um, when you say that COVID came from a lab in Wuhan in China, that's false news. That's fake news. We're not allowing that. Well, actually, that's what did happen. Facebook, YouTube and Twitter blocked articles on that basis. I think this is very, very, very dangerous territory. Now, of course, they permit it because it's become clear. But are these going to be the sole arbiters of truth? I'm just writing an article just now, literally just now, for evangelicals now, on um, who checks the fact checkers. COVID, just a little bit of COVID news. Uh, COVID has caused the biggest decrease in life expectancy in Western Europe since the Second World War, with a decline of 2.2 years relative to 2019. Norway. Mass celebrations and street ball brawls have followed Norwegian Prime Minister Erna Solberg's lifting of all lockdown measures, including the need to prove your vaccination status at 4pm on Saturday. She gave less than 24 hours notice. Wow. Norway's free. Denmark's free. Sweden is free. See all you progressives who want to follow the Scandinavian countries. Please do, at least on this. Blah, 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 or blah, blah, blah. This is all we hear from our so-called leaders. And then just a small thing, I, I, I won't say much about it, but um, there's a university union in the UK called the University and College Union. And they're vehemently, they want lockdown. They don't want universities to reopen in terms of teaching face-to-face. -face. They want mandatory masks everywhere. And they keep arguing for these things. And uh, <laughs> it's typical, of course, they posted a photo from their fringe, from the fringe of the Labour Party conference, which showed them all sitting together in a crowded room without masks. They can teach students, but they can go to political conferences maskless hypocrites. And speaking of the Labour Party conference, here's Keir Starmer. Is it transphobic to say only women have a cervix? Well, it is uh, something that uh, shouldn't be said. It is not right. But Andrew, I don't think that... So Rosie Duffield should not have said that. Can you explain to people watching why she should not have said that? Well, Andrew, I don't think that um, we can just go through various things that people have said. Rosie Duffield I spoke to Rosie earlier this uh, week and told her that conference was a safe place for her to come, um, and it is a safe place for her to come. Um, and I spoke to others to make exactly the same principle. Can you believe that? We have a political leader who says, he actually says seriously, 
that to say only women have a cervix is not right. Well, I'm afraid it is right. It's scientifically right. Imagine if Keir Starmer was asked about people who believed in the flat earth and he said, well, to say that the earth is round is not right. That's the level of insanity this is at. And the whole Labour Party is getting itself in a huge mess with this. Uh, Keir Starmer later on spoke about the importance of education. Perhaps he should start with biology. But here's Rachel Reeves, the Shadow Chancellor on LBC. Is it is it transphobic? Look, I just I don't even know how to start answering these questions. I, I just well, don't find them. I just don't find them. The party helpful. leader suggests it is. So, what what do you, as Shadow Chancellor, say? I think that people should be able to identify with the gender that they feel comfortable Respectfully, with. Respectfully, Shadow Chancellor, that wasn't my question. My question is, is it transphobic to say only women have a cervix? It's, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. Why is that? Because if, if somebody... I'd look, I, 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 why are we having to discuss parts of women's anatomy because on, one of your on the radio? Because one of your colleagues feels unable to attend your conference. And she should feel safe attending our conference. But I don't feel comfortable talking about women's anatomies and different parts of women's bodies with you, uh, Nick, or, or frankly with anybody else. But if somebody identifies... As, as a woman and a man, or a man, they should be able to do so, whatever their body parts are. And then also at the Labour Party conference, here is the uh, chairman instructing delegates. The people putting their hands up do not reflect the diversity of the people in this hall, and that is very clear to me. I am afraid, and I'm not speaking from a position of particular strength here, there are too many white men putting their hands up. <laughs> I, I am not anti-white men. Some of my favourite people. My dad's a white man. But I do not want white men to exclusively dominate this or any other debate at this conference. And following on from my comrade in the chair this morning, I do wish to see the diversity of the hall reflected. I'm not putting anybody on the spot here. But if you want to speak, do not be afraid to put your hand up. We want to hear from you. This is an inclusive conference. Isn't that racism? Isn't that saying you can't speak because of your skin colour or we don't want you to speak because of your skin colour? Wow. Okay, here's something else that I think is a little bit disturbing. It's a court of appeal ruling about Cornerstone, which is an independent fostering agency based in the northeast of England. Now, what they do is they recruit evangelical Christian carers to provide loving and stable homes for children with complex needs motivated by the biblical command to care for the orphaned. And they've been doing fine. Under the Equality Act, religious charities may restrict the provision of benefits to those who share their faith and belief. The Charity Commission agrees that Cornerstone does not restrict its services on grounds of sexual orientation, but on grounds of religion. And that's lawful in the same way as gay organizations, which provide services exclusively to gay people, benefit from a similar exception to the 2010 Equalities Act. However, here's the problem in this. The judges have said 
that the court was not obliged to adopt Cornerstone's doctrinal definition of evangelical Christians and that it's an important purpose of the Equality Act to support progress on equality and it must be recognised that religious doctrine does not stand still. Now I am telling you this, the state is going to increasingly tell us what we must believe and what our doctrine is. It's extremely dangerous. Have you heard of Peter Bokassian? Here he is. Knock off identity politics. Knock it off. <laughs> Stop political correctness. Don't smear someone as a racist, sexist, homophobe, or bigot when they ask a sincere question. I think the word that um, I would love to have seen emerge here but didn't come up is sincerity, which is the key to these conversations. So if somebody asks a sincere question, uh, the default shouldn't be these people are pigs, they're racist, you talked about that, they're somehow othered from me. Uh, be honest about the nature of the problem, be honest about the relationship between belief and behavior. And I think we, we need to stop assuming the intentions and motivations of people are inherently negative. Okay, who is he? Along um, with James Lindsley and Helen Pluckrose, um, they did something which was really quite funny. They uh, tried to publish 20 fake paper papers in peer-reviewed academic journals to show that they would publish anything that used the right jargon. Seven were published, including one on queer performativity in urban dog parks and one calling as astronomy imperialist and suggesting physics departments should study interpretive dance. I, I mean, you should read their book. <laughs> oh, the cynical theories one and just everything. It's just remarkable. And that's Bogosian's speaking sense there. Um, well, the sad news is this week that he's resigned from his role as professor of philosophy at Portland State University. Basically, he's been forced out. And I was intrigued that one of his colleagues, Bruce Gilley, who's one of his supporters at PSU, blamed the diversity industrial complex within college administrations. Now, we're finding this in companies and we're finding this in academia and even in churches. God forbid, and I really mean that, in churches. The spiritual gift of being a diversity officer, yeah. So, for example, in 2018, Mark Perry of the University of Michigan revealed that his university had nearly 80 diversity officers at a total annual payroll cost of $10.6 million annually. As Bogosian argues, this makes it hard for anyone who wants to challenge prevailing views, especially on issues such as race and gender, because just the threat of being called in by the Diversity and Inclusion Office is enough to silence people. Folks, can you see what's happening? You've got the Charities Commission saying they can tell us what Christian doctrine is, and you've got universities being monoversities, enforcing only one view. All right, take a break for some music.
Now, we've mentioned this before, but this story has taken a further development, so I do want to mention it. Um, the kind of classical world um, is just been wrecked by this critical race theory and the kind of thing that Bokassian has been speaking about. Uh, one person in particular, the American academic Philip Ewell, is uh, saying, you know, Beethoven is... is, is racist you know the whole of western music is racist and um beethoven wasn't all that good oh my goodness <sighs> the latest battle though is about musical notation the decolonizers hate musical notation because it requires intelligence and acquired knowledge to understand it they hate both these things and that's why they regard mathematics and physics and now m musical notation as underpinning white supremacy. Uh, Oxford University professors recently called for the teaching of musical notation to be rethought on account of its complicity in white supremacy. But we've had musical notation. The Chinese, Japanese, Russians, the Indians have all had it for a thousand years. And so have the Europeans. But it doesn't matter. Well, we have our own madness in the church. Uh, here is Kenneth Copeland. The time has come for ministries, particularly traveling ministries, to have some other method of travel yes, sir. other than the airlines. That's right. yes, sir. Uh, you get into this situation, we're not going to let you fly unless you're vaccinated. Well, to me, that's the mark of the beast. There you go, you see. He has to have a private plane so that he doesn't have to have a vaccine, which is the mark of the beast. It's a new one. Or here's Duplantis, Jesse Duplantis. I honestly believe this, that the reason why Jesus hadn't come is because people are not giving the way God told them to give. You see what I'm saying? Wow. I mean, when you understand it, you can speed up the time. I was on television. He said, I heard you as a millionaire. I said, that's not right. That's not true. He said... Yes, it, I said, no, it's not. Multi. Now, add that to it, you'll be all right. <laughs> oh, he couldn't handle that. He liked to have had a fit. And I said, you mess with me, I'll buy this station and I'll fire you. Yeah, oh, he didn't like that, did he? Did. But, uh, you know, that was a little fleshy, but it felt good. <laughs> you can speed up the time of Jesus coming by giving them money. Now, I actually don't want to mock these guys. I think they're wicked and evil and godless blasphemers. And no Christian should, under any circumstances, have anything to do with them. In fact, I think the message I would have is best summed up by you 2 from their Rattle and Hum tour. And this is from Bullet the Blue Sky. So back in my hotel, with your her lovers turn it off, turn it on the television. And I can't tell the difference between ABC News, Hill Street Blues, and a preacher in the old time gospel hour, stealing money from the sick and the old. Well, the God I believe in isn't short of cash, mister. Well, I feel a long way from the hills of San Salvador. Well, the sky is ripped open and the rain pours through a gaping wound. 
God I believe in isn't short of cash, mister. Exploiting the gullible and the poor. Honestly, I feel like some kind of Pauline curse or, or Jesus saying they're whitewashed tombs twice dead. Horrendous. All right, let's go to another bit of music. Um, do you know this one? Lights Coldplay's Fix You. Uh, I used to say to people who'd come into the church in Dundee uh, and, you know, they'd have problems. And I would say, listen, I want you to listen to this. See that song? We can't fix you. Lights will guide you home. We can't fix you. But we can point you to the one who can, and that's Jesus Christ. Well, Coldplay frontman Chris Martin grew up in a home where he was taught that. But he's rejected all that. And recently, uh, I think it was last week, he came out and said for this, my God for me is all things and all. God is everywhere and everyone, and it's also in the unknowable, the vast majesty behind everything. So God is all things and all. I don't think that God is a man in a sky with a grey beard. Well, he wasn't taught that in his home, and we don't believe that. And if he really believes that God is all things in all, so God is Auschwitz, God is the rapist, God is the knife that cuts someone to pieces. No thanks. No, no, no. Absolute nonsense. Thankfully, we have the truth and wonder of the gospel and the good news of it. Lights will guide you home. Folks, I'm going to have to go. I'm going to leave you with Cornerstone. We were talking about the agency Cornerstone. That got me thinking about the Hillsong song Cornerstone, which is a beautiful song. Um, here it is being sung here in Sydney, Australia. Um, go and have a, a look. I'll put a link on the blog to 
the whole thing. Um, can I just mention one or two other things? First of all, those of you who support us, thank you so much. Please continue to do so. Uh, it really is uh, just vital to keep this going. I can't do this on my own. And then um, I've got every day going out just a five-minute meditation on Job. And then every week on Sunday, we're looking at the hope that's found in Romans 8. And again, that's just slightly longer than five minutes. But also next week, I'm starting a fortnightly podcast with Greg Sheridan, who is the foreign editor of the Australian newspaper here, a major journalist, really interesting guy, Catholic Christian. He's written a book called Christians, which is absolutely wonderful. And he and I are going to spend half an hour, once a fortnight, discussing each chapter. And he's a fascinating character, and I think it'll be wonderful for those of you who are Christians and those of you who are not Christians. So just watch this space. God bless you, have a great week, and see you next week.
Faultless stand before the throne. 